podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome back for another episode of the Dream Team Professor podcast. This is episode four. We're filming on Friday morning. It's the beginning of game week 10. We're just going to recap the Champions League, Europa League and Europa League conference games that have taken place this week, looking at the best point scorers from those ones. And then we're going to have a little look at the game week 10 targets. Um, so the best fixtures and the best players that we want to target. Um, this is taking place on Friday morning and it's gone 7 o'clock, but there haven't been any price increases yet so far. Um, so the Dream Team admins might still be in bed. But yeah, I was hoping that I could update the pricing on this before we started. But yes, yeah, it's, it's not looking like it's going to happen. So we'll, uh, we'll, have to, we'll have to cover that on another episode. But yeah, let's, uh, let's get started then. So Man City had an away game at Copenhagen in the Champions League. Um, Haaland and Foden were both rested for this one, um, ahead of the Liverpool game, I assume. Um, and then the big talking point from this game was it was a nil-nil. You don't get many uh, many of these in the uh, Man City fixtures. But it was mostly down to uh, that man Sergio Gomez, who got a red card in the 30th minute. Um, denying a goal scoring opportunity really um that's a really frustrating one for me uh, if you watched last week i tipped him to do quite well going forward uh, with walker being walker being out injured i brought him in to replace emerson royale who uh, also also got red carded for me so that's uh, two red cards in in two weeks which is not good at all um so he's going to miss the next um champions league game i think that'll be against borussia dortmund which is not a guaranteed clean sheet but still quite frustrating especially as that they're, they're playing liverpool in the next game um it's only a single game week so yeah I, i'm not i'm not too sure he'd start against liverpool either so we're probably gonna have a patch of um no games for gomez unless he comes on off the bench i assume but anyway yeah that's 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 what happened with Gomez. Um, but then other talking points, we had Haaland and Foden were both rested for this one. Um, again, that's kind of ahead of Liverpool, I imagine, get them fully fit for that one. Um, Foden did come on as a sub, but Haaland didn't take any part in this game. Um, when Sergio Gomez uh, did get the red card, uh, that saw Mares come off for Ruben Diaz. Um, just before that, though, Mares had just missed a penalty as well, so pretty, uh, pretty bad for any Mares owners. He, I think, he was pulled off in about just after the thirtieth minute, I believe, in that one. So, yeah, not good at all. Missed a penalty and didn't get any time to make up for it either. So, not good for Mares. Um, talking points, though, um, Akanji was the only defender from City to get a good rating, and he's actually looked really good so far. Um, both as a dream team asset and just in general for City. Um, Pep's been talking him up quite a lot. And I noticed, well, he played centre-back in this game, um, starting with Laporte. But he's also been playing at right-back um, in the league as well. So I, I, I was kind of thinking that what would happen would be Cancelo would go to right-back and Gomez would come to left-back. But actually doesn't seem the case. He's trusting Akanji to go right-back and he's keeping Cancelo at left-back. And I'm pretty sure that's what he'll do against Liverpool as well. Um, Cancelo at left-back to deal with Salah um, seems to make a lot more sense to me than to play Gomez, who's still not sure if he's fully trusted by Pep. So to throw him in against Salah is going to be a big ask. So I think that he'll go Cancelo at left-back for that Liverpool game again. Um, and then probably we'll see Akanji go at right-back. So... Yeah, you've almost got a bit of a double chance with Akanji. If you've got him in your team, you've got the opportunity for him to play at both right-back and centre-back, which I think that puts him ahead of the other people like Ake. Um, Diaz pretty much starts most games, but Laporte's just coming back from injury as well. So I I do think that now probably Akanji's probably the best um, the best option maybe behind Cancelo and Diaz, but obviously Diaz is a lot more expensive. But yeah, carry on with the game. Um so yeah, we had the Gomez red card. Um, Akionas, they'd be quite quite pleased with this one because he came on to get the clean sheet in the 88th minute as well. Um, but from attacking returns, it was pretty quiet from uh, Man City in this game. Just after the red card, it was pretty much keeping the ball, keeping tight. They are they've had a few situations like this before where they've had a red card and. If anyone deals with it well, it's uh, Man City, where they, they still manage to keep plenty of the ball and they're quite defensively solid still. But 
Yeah, in terms of um, the seven ratings, you had Rodri got a seven. Um, he actually scored a screamer in this goal uh, in this game, but yeah, it was disallowed for I think it was potentially a handball from Mares as well. So obviously, still not a good game for Mares. But yeah, it was it was an unlucky one, and it was a really good goal. Um, De Bruyne got a, a rating in this one too, and, a, and like I said, a Kanji. So. Yeah, not not many attacking returns or ratings in this game for City, but it was kind of just the game kind of died after that red card in the end. So they done well. You done well to come away with the clean sheet points if you had any City um, defenders in this one. And for me, um, Sergio Gomez, although he did get the red card, he still came away with two points. So yeah, we'll take that result. Then we go on to the um, AC Milan versus Chelsea game. This was a quite an eventful one, really, and as you can probably see from this uh, graphic here, we're just looking at the uh, the, the scoring. But yes, yeah, so I think it was about nine nine cards in this game. So quite a, quite a dirty one. It did get a bit spicy, but it started started on a bit of a sour note. I thought um, Tamori obviously playing against his old side. Um, he's not had a good time, has he? Um, everyone was tipping him tipping him to be in the England squad or saying he needs to be in the England squad and. I don't know how many people watch uh, Syria um, over here, but yeah, this was the sort of two two games for um, Tamori to sort of play in front of uh, the usual sort of Premier League watchers, and yeah, I conceded quite a few goals in the last uh, last fixture against Chelsea, and he's he got a straight red card um, early on in this game, and I thought it's it's quite harsh really, but it was uh, Mason Mount was kind of through on goal, and Tamori pulled him back. Um, so Mount actually got the assist for this one. So he got the assist for the penalty um, that was put away by Jorginho. He never seems to miss those. And yeah, he ended up getting the star man in this game, Jorginho, with 13 points, <clears throat> a 7.9 rating. Uh, you'd be a bit um, hard done by if you're a Mason Mount owner because I think it was point one he got beat by Jorginho. Um, and it's quite impressive really from Mount seeing as he went off in the, uh, I think it was the 45th minute. So he played half a game and almost ended up getting star man. Um, he did actually get um, two assists in this game. Um, he got he got the assist for the Aubameyang goal and the Jorginho goal. So yeah, again, I'm looking at these graphics. I'm not quite sure why it doesn't show the assist because he has got the points for it. He's got six points there. He's got two... Um, two for each of the assists, which is four, and then he got three for the um, three for the seven rating, which makes it seven, and then he minus the point for the yellow card. But I think the ones where if you win, if you win the penalty, you get the assist, but it just doesn't seem like it, it puts the little A on the uh, on the dream team rating there. So you keep an eye on that one. I'd also put down in my notes for this game that Chelsea played a uh, back five again, so it does seem like um, Potter is mixing it up um, in defence quite a bit. He's doing a, quite a lot of changes too, but um, it was a back five for this one. Kepper in goal again, which is a, is a good thing to see. He's Again, he's a really cheap keeper now, um, considering he's playing for Chelsea, and it doesn't seem like Mendy's going to get back in anytime soon. So he's one that I'm definitely tipping at the moment. Um, I've put him in one of my teams, which I'll show you a bit later. I did, I did build a Chelsea block that's kind of flew up there, but we'll go back to that a bit later. But um, that's Kepper. It's 21 points from his last three games which is really quite good. I think it was about 2.6 million um, last video. Um, but yeah, high high scoring defenders again for Chelsea. So that looks like ratings pretty much across the board. Um, Chilwell and Cucurella, um, they were quite unlucky. They, they narrowly missed out there, um, 6.8 and 6.9. Um, Cucurella though, that was a good one. Um, I've got him in quite a lot of teams. I think he's really good value, but he didn't start this game, which was a bit disappointing, but he came on in the 89th minute to get the clean sheet points, which is something you'd just love to see, really. Um, not not if he's in one of your rivals' teams, but yeah, if you see your players dropped, it doesn't look like they're coming on, and then they just come on for that one minute, five points in the bag. Yeah, you'll take that all day long. Uh, but yeah, that was pretty much it in this game. Um, another goal for Aubameyang though, um, and he's looking, he's looking on form at the minute, which I hate to say as an Arsenal fan. But yeah, he's he's putting the goals in now, um, and Mason Mount's getting the assists for him as well. They seem to be linking up quite well together, so that's one to watch, especially Mason Mount now. I think that's um, four assists in two games for him. So if you count in the uh, the penalty assists. But yes, it's looking quite good for Mount. He's finally picked up a bit of form now. Um, one of the downsides from this game, though, uh, Reese James. 
he went off injured and we're just um i mean it's friday morning now and we're just waiting to see in the uh the presses of how bad it is maybe from potter but yeah i didn't think it looked good at all to be honest i, th- I think he'll miss at least two games personally but we'll wait and see what they say there so then on to the uh, Rangers and Liverpool game, which started brightly for Rangers, really. It was uh, They went 1-0 up fairly early and you just thought, not again. Um, that's another first goal that Liverpool have conceded. And they just they just keep getting got out. Like Every team's starting the game thinking, we can get at these. And it's it's happening regularly. And I do, I do kind of fear from a little bit in this Man City game. But anyway, yeah, on, on to this game, sticking with this. Um, yeah, it was 1-0 to Rangers early on, but then Liverpool just came back and absolutely hammered them, to be honest. Um, yeah, it did get a bit embarrassing in the end for Rangers. But yeah, it's, Liverpool started with like a 4-4-2 formation. Um, wasn't an orthodox 4-4-2, but it was like Henderson and Fabinho started as the, the two deep line. Then it was Elliot and Carvalho as the sort of left left mid and right mid. But that left it with, um, I think it was Nunes and Firmino up front which uh, it worked quite well for them, to be fair. Um, obviously, seven goals. Um, it's a pretty bonkers game, to be fair. So Firmino was brilliant again. We've tipped him a couple of weeks running now, um, but it's just whether or not you've got the uh, the bottle to go with him because he's so, historically, he's just been that sort of um, false nine that gets involved in all the passing, all the nice moves and sets people up. But he doesn't always get that many goals himself, but... Yeah, he's absolutely flying at the minute. Um, he's got eight goals and four assists so far. And in this game, he was just brilliant. He got the two good goals and a really lovely assist as well where he sort of backheeled it. Um, I think that one was to um, Nunes for his goal. But yeah, lovely backheel on that one. And then Salah, everyone would have been disappointed to see that he didn't start the game. Um, but it didn't matter. He came on and in six minutes, he scored a hat-trick. Um yeah, it was ridiculous, really. Um, a six-minute hat-trick. Hey, disappointing for some people that he didn't get the star man. But I think if you did watch if you did watch the full game, um, Firmino was just so good um, and thoroughly deserved to get star man, really. But yeah, six-minute hat-trick in that one. He, he just made, made McGregor just look silly, to be honest. Um, I wasn't impressed with McGregor at all, to be fair. I think he did make the game look... Um, too flattering on Liverpool. Um, I had a little look on uh, Sofa Score, which is where I look at the stats. Um, but McGregor made two saves all night, and obviously let in seven. So, yeah, it wasn't very impressive. And he just he was having a bit of a Danny Ward game in this one. Um, but yeah, uh, Darwin Nunes he took a he took a nice goal at the end. Um, and Jota just came on and got three assists in no time at all as well. So that was. That was quite impressive. It's going to be hard to try and choose who, if you want to go with a Liverpool striker, for example. I know Salah's the obvious pick, but out of Firmino, Jota, and Nunes, it's quite a hard one to decide because obviously Firmino, the stats and the goals and everything are pointing towards him, but Darwin Nunes is still looking like a a great option as well. So it's a tough one to pick. Um, and then even Jota, like historically, he does really well as well. And you've got Diaz out at the moment. So there is an opportunity on that sort of left side or if they decide to play with two strikers to get one of these maybe cheaper options in. But yeah, it's just where picking the right one is going to be quite tough at the moment. But the stats would point towards Firmino. But yeah, it's just whether or not you want to want to go for him. Personally, I don't think I'd bring him in. Um, I think I've just got that too, too heavy bias that he is that creator, that deep nine, even though the stats are saying otherwise. Yeah, just... I just don't think I can bring myself to do it at the moment. I think there's too many other good options out there. But obviously, he's right up there as one of the best point scorers at the moment. So he's proving us all wrong. Um, one other thing I wanted to take note is Harvey Elliott absolutely taking the mick out of us. Um, stuck with him for weeks. And I know a few of you did as well. Um, and ended up taking him out in the last game because he wasn't even starting. He wasn't starting. In some games, he wasn't even getting on the pitch. Or if he did, he came on for one or two minutes. And then there value just drops instantly after that but he came on and he grabbed a goal so laughing in my face eight points for him but yeah we carry on anyway um and the only other thing I'd put down there is uh Robertson made the bench so I know a lot of people have got Simakas um who got an assist in this game so you got you got some points but now Robertson's coming back I don't know if that's going to make Simakas uh um well it is going to make him a 
not so great option to own, but he might still get get a few minutes while um, Robertson's easing his way back in. But other than that, it wasn't wasn't much else going on with the defence with Liverpool. Obviously, they conceded, so they didn't get the clean sheet points. But then Joe Gomez playing at right back, he did get a nice assist as well. Um, ended up with four points in this game. So yeah, not too bad at all for for him and the cheaper options in in the back line. But just don't know how long they'll last as options. So Spurs won uh, 3-2 against Eintracht Frankfurt and the star man was Sun in this game and he looks bang on it again now. So he got two goals in this game, but I mean, all goals count for the same amount of points, but both of these finishes were really good. Um, the, the volley at the uh, for the second goal was just insane, really. Um, 18 points in this one and he got a nine, nine rating from who scored. Um, I would, I'd keep an eye on him, but personally, I own Kane, and uh, this was a bit of a disappointing game for him, considering considering that he had a goal and an assist in this game. He only finished with seven points, which was uh, disappointing. But one, his goal was from the penalty spot, and he ended up going to miss um, miss a penalty right at the end, which is really quite um, quite shocking from him. You always expect him to put them away, but yeah, maybe two two penalties in the same game might have scrambled his scrambled his brain a little bit there. But um, yeah, disappointing to only come away with seven points in this one, but you will take it anyway. Um, Spurs, they didn't look defensively good at all in this game. Um, I only watched the highlights back of this one, but Frankfurt had a lot of chances in this one. Um, I had a look back and they conceded six shots on target, so they weren't defensively solid at all. And you can probably see that from their defensive rating ratings. They're all pretty poor. Um, the only one that got a decent rating in this one was um, was Christian Romero. Um, I did watching back on the highlights. I did think that Sessegnon looked quite good going forward, and he's still quite a good option. I've got him in a few teams. Got a bit annoying. He finished on a six point nine in this game and got a booking, so he didn't score very well. But he was close to getting the uh, the points for a rating on this one. And the same with Larice. I've got Larice and Sessegnon in quite a few teams, both on six point nine. So that was quite gutting, but. Yeah, it is what it is on that one. But yeah, Luis made quite a few good saves, to be fair, but didn't quite happen from defensively. But um, another thing I'd add is Hoiberg. He got another assist in this game. And I keep talking about him, really. And it's, I'm not 100% sure if I would actually consider bringing him in as an asset, but he's definitely there for consideration. Him and um, Xhaka, I keep mentioning it, but they're both they both seem to be chipping in with goals and assists this season. And it's really sort of making me consider, are they options? Are these defensive midfielders that are doing a bit better with their attacking returns, will it carry on sort of thing? But Hoiberg, he's got um, two goals and three assists so far, and that's 42 points. So for their like price points, then they're not bad because they are just so nailed. Like you don't have to worry about rotation at all. So if you are someone that doesn't want to keep hopping between players in and out, in and out, like someone like Kane or Hoiberg, you could probably put them in and just leave them for the season if you if you're not too bothered about trying to catch people that are on form. But yes, it's something to consider. He's he's not notoriously a great point scorer, but he seems to be getting the ratings quite regularly now and if they can chip in with some attacking returns as well it's uh, definitely a bonus um back on Kane though um overall now he's um I put down he's on nine goals and three assists in total um and I do think that's kind of going under the radar just because of Haaland um, where Haaland is just absolutely cleaning up lately um I just think we're probably sleeping on Kane a little bit um I mean nine goals and three assists I think we're what like 11 maybe 12 games in so yeah, I think he's he's bouldering on essential to be honest. I, I mean, I've got Haaland and Kane in pretty much all of my teams. Um, I think the best way of doing it is to have two premiums personally at the moment. But yeah, I I think Kane has been absolutely on fire, and it should be quite good going into the World Cup for us hopefully. But yeah, I I definitely have him in my teams. Um, but yeah, I think that just about covers it really from the um, the Spurs game. I was just mostly quite surprised that. They weren't very solid, to be fair. Um, yeah, and it's kind of made me consider them going forward because, yeah, I've, I've got Lloris and Sessegnon in quite a lot of teams just because they have looked so defensively sound under Conte. But, yeah, hopefully this one's just a blip in this game. Now on to my team, the Arsenal. And this was a very boring game. Um, almost almost disappointed that I sat and watched it. Um, it was one of those... Um, I think Bodo Glimt had a artificial pitch and quite a lot of people were blaming that for the reason it was quite boring but 
yeah, it just wasn't really happening in this game, to be honest. Um, a few notable things, though, on the starting lineups. Um, obviously, Gabriel has been starting most of the Europa League games, and also Xhaka and Martinelli. But it looks like they've swapped around now to sit, to give some uh, Europa League minutes to some of the other guys and probably get a bit of... Uh, rotation going on but we had uh, Martinelli and Xhaka were both um, subbed and then you had Erdegaard, Saliba and Ben White and Saka all started so a bit of a swap there. Um, Saka got the goal, um, it was quite a lucky one, like he had a 1-2 with um, Lokonga, he went to shoot I think it just sort of rebounded off him and ended up in the goal but they all count so um, yeah Saka got the, the goal points for that one but he did get a yellow card so that dipped him down to a, a four instead of a five rating. Um, Lokonga got the star man but I can't imagine anyone's got him in their team um, but yeah the, there wasn't really much to report in this one. Um, in terms of defenders though you could could have picked up a few points with either Ben White, Tomiyasu or Saliba. I've been mentioning Tommy Asu as a good value pick at the moment. Um, obviously, he's normally a right back, um, but he started left back for the Liverpool game and done really well. Um, he, because Tierney is just not back to full fitness and Zinchenko is also not fit at the moment, um, I think Tommy Asu is going to probably start in the league at left back and he's coming on in Europa League as well. So in in these uh, in this format dream team it, it doesn't really matter how long you play in terms of getting the clean sheet points which Arsenal are keeping clean sheets at the moment so he's picked up points in this one and he was I think he was only sort of 2.5 or 2.6 mil um there's going to be a price increase which I said earlier hasn't happened yet on dream team but yeah it's good. I imagine he's going to go up in price but still he's going to be he's still going to be under 3 million so he's going to be a good option to potentially get in um just depends whether Zinchenko comes back from injury or not. But yeah, Arsenal was were quite lucky to keep a clean sheet in this one, to be honest. They went 1-0 ahead and the rest of the game was pretty um, pretty one-sided to the other team, to be fair. Um, that Turner made quite a few good saves in the end. But yeah, it, all in all, it was pretty dull and there wasn't too much to report at all, to be honest. So yeah, as you can see there, it was the clean sheet points for most people. But then other than that, it was just a Saka, Saka goal that got him some points and Lokonga, who probably no one owns. So boring game with Arsenal, but yeah, on to the weekend for those. Then on to the Man United game where they're at home to Nicosia. Um, again, this was this was a strange game. I mean, the Europa League was throwing up some some weird, weird fixtures in the end. Um, Man United absolutely hammered them. Um, they had 13 shots on target. But the goalkeeper from Nicosia was just having a crazy game. Like I watched the highlights of it and the amount of saves this guy made was just ridiculous. And uh, yeah, he ended up getting the uh, 9.2 rating you can see there. He was brilliant. Um, but yeah, that was uh, Rashford had five shots on target. And in any other game, honestly, he looked like he could have had a hat-trick in this one. So you'd be quite disappointed if you did have him in your team. Um, but he got, the, he got the 7 rating, but yeah, he really should have ended up with a goal from this one. Cristiano Ronaldo, though, I, I mean, I expected him to come in and fill his boots if he was going to be playing in the Premier League and the Europa League. But again, just didn't happen for him in this game. I expected more from him. Anthony got a rating, which he seems to be doing quite well. And who scored... Um, sort of algorithm or whatever they use to, to generate the points. He's whatever he's doing, he's he's doing quite well in terms of scoring in the uh the seven ratings, but just needs to chip in with a few more goals and assists and he'll be a really good option, I think. Um Delo again, Delo just keeps getting those sevens as well and he got the clean sheet in this one. I think he's by far now the best option. If you're gonna if you're gonna bring in a Man United um defender, he just seems to do quite well. I think it's the amount of crosses and involvement on the ball that he gets. But yeah, he's he's the guy you want to be targeting if you are going to go for a Man U defender, which personally I'm still sticking clear of the defence there, but he is an option. Um, and then I slated Bruno last week. He did get a 7 rating in this one. Had a had a shot from range that was fairly okay, but again, you just, you'd be expecting more from how much he's costing at the moment. I know a lot of people own Sancho. I'm not sure what happened there. Again, there's some questionable assists Um on the Dream Team uh, or slash who scored um, platform. And to me, that was quite clearly a Jaden Sancho uh, pass into the box, which McTominay scored. But I don't know if it took a slight deflection or something. He's not been given the uh, assist points for it. So whether or not that goes on to change, we'll wait and see. But 
quite you'd be quite disappointed if you did have Sancho and you've been robbed of your two points. But yeah, that was pretty much it from this game. It's really one sided. Possession was about seventy odd percent Man United. The ridiculous amount of shots Man United, but they just couldn't seem to score past this keeper. So I think it was just a bit of a freak game, in honest. But yeah, on to the next game. West Ham versus Anderlecht. So this was 2-1 to West Ham. And you'd be really disappointed if you had a West Ham defender because they, they conceded a penalty right at the end, um, 89th minute, which was put away. So you, you didn't get your clean sheet points. But they look good, West Ham, to be honest. Um, ben Rama scored a good free kick. Um, I, I don't think many people have him. Um, but yeah, he's he's still chipping in with the points. He got, he got Starman, got a goal in this one, 7.3 rating. And Bowen is absolutely on fire at the minute. I'm a bit gutted, really, because in one of my top teams, I had the choice of bringing in Bowen or Bernardo Silva. And I obviously got that one clearly wrong. Bowen's been brilliant. Um, he's, he's just always, every time he gets the ball, he's looking to shoot or do something dangerous. So I definitely recommend getting Bowen in right now because he's in the purple patch. Um, and Emerson got the assist for that goal, and he he's turning out all right again. Um, he did start this game. He's not really starting the Premier League games. It looks like um, Cresswell is the main option, and I think Cresswell is probably going to start the Premier League game as well because he came off quite early as a sub. Um, so probably Emerson's going to get get on as a sub maybe in the Premier League. But again, it just doesn't matter. If they're coming on, um, they're keeping a clean sheet, he's still getting points. So as a cheap option, he's still up there. Um, other than that, though, um, not much to report, to be fair. Um, Paqueta, I've got him in a few teams. He got a yellow card and it was a bit disappointing because I didn't watch this game. I watched this in the highlights, but um, he got a yellow card, got a minus one, so nothing on here. And he come off after 45 minutes. But I just went on Twitter sort of after the game to see what everyone was saying. And everyone was just saying how how well he played. Like everyone was raving about him online. And I think West Ham fans are still pretty excited about the signing. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna stick with him, I think, for the for the time being and see how he gets on. But yeah, disappointed to get the uh, minus one and he's probably I don't know whether that'll lead him to go down or not. He's I think he had ten points previously, so he'd He's gone down to nine points for the week, but we'll see how that pans out for him. But I think he's a stick for me at the moment. And then Skamaka, um, he came on as a sub, but nothing for him. He did have a quite good chance late on in the game, uh, got at the end of a cross. But yeah, no no points for him in this one. But overall, I think Bowen is the main guy from this game that he's still looking really good. So yeah, I'd tip him. I'd tip you to get him in your team. Right, on to team updates. Um... This has really thrown me a little bit because I was going to do, I just had in my head that I was going to do mini league update and top team update, but I guess it's a good thing. My mini league team is now my top team. Um, still not doing great. Um, I'm at 39k at the minute, which is still not where I want to be, but 569 points. I don't think that's terrible. It's not a bad start. Um, I think we can still recover that quite nicely. Um, and 95 points for the game week was still quite a good showing, I think. And across the board, there was quite a few points there. I, I imagine quite a lot of price increases too. So for budget and for points, it's been a fairly good week. So 95 points, 569, overall 29, uh, 39k. And then I did put down two transfers remain on this one. Um, I've actually, before the, the price increases took place, um, I wasn't happy with uh, with Gundogan, who I've got in my midfield. Um, he's not been scoring many points at the minute, so I decided to swap him for Bakayo Saka. But I'll go um, from from keeper to the strikers. I've got Hugo Lloris in goal. He got seven points for the week. I'm still pretty happy to keep him in. Uh, I think it was a bit of a blip for Spurs to concede two goals in this game. They are quite solid in general. Um, Cucurella, uh, happy with him. He got 13 points and like I said, pretty uh, pretty pleased for him to come on and get a, a one minute or so clean sheet. Uh, Saliba, um, he started the midweek game, which was a bit of a surprise. Obviously, he didn't get much from the um, from the Liverpool game, even though he played really well. Um, but yeah, he got the, the clean sheet points from the Bodo Glimp game. Um, so he got four points in this this week and Gomez I mean I'm happy with that one I kind of I feel like this is a bit of a fluke to be honest because he uh he came on as a sub in the Southampton game and got the clean sheet points 
and then he got the clean sheet points even though he got sent off in the uh, the game against Copenhagen so I've come away with seven points for someone that's actually not had a very good week to be honest so I'll take that I think I'm probably going to end up sticking with him anyway just just for keeping the transfers um, and then Cancelo that's a really good week for him and he needs to be getting these sort of points to justify his price point but 25 points from him and yeah happy with that because that was a transfer in for Salah um, just looking back at last week the transfers I made Salah got 23 points this week and Cancelo got 25 so even though Salah had a good week in general Cancelo still outscored him so I can justify that transfer just about and Cucurella I brought in for Fafana, who was injured. So, obviously, gained points there. And Emerson Royale, who's got a minus one this week. He was the guy I took out for Gomez, who got seven points, which was a red card for a red card. But Gomez's red card was obviously much better than Emerson Royale's in terms of uh, how it affected their week. Um, and then De Bruyne, so eight points. It was a pretty quiet week for him, to be fair. Um but still, still chipping him with the points, so I'll, I'll take that one. I'm not too concerned about how that's panned out. Um, Gundogan, though, as I said, I wasn't happy with how he's been doing so far. He was 3.9 and Saka were 3.9 when I was looking at my teams, and Gundogan was probably looking like he was going to go down and Saka looking like he was going to go up, so I think that one's worked in my favour there. Saka, Saka increased to uh, 4.2, and then... Gundogan, I'll just check him out now that the uh, the prices have updated. Yeah, oh, he's only gone down 0.1, so 3.8 Gundogan, but still that's sort of 0.4 in my favour. And then Paqueta, he had a good good game in the first one. Um, not so good in the uh, Europa League, but 9 points for his price is still a good return. Harry Kane and Haaland, 14 points and 8 points, which is 8 points seems quite low for Haaland in that week, but yeah, rested for one of the first times and Liverpool at the weekend. So, yeah, I'm pretty happy with how those two strikers have been doing. Um, the, the only two people really looking back um, or looking at the team now that I might want to make is uh, possibly an Embuemo replacement. But I'm not too concerned at the moment. I, I still want to hang on to the last transfer that I've got. And then I'll, I'll possibly keep an eye on how Salah's doing because you do get a FOMO win. Even though even though Cancelo's outscored him, you do get a uh, FOMO with Salah not in your team. It's horrible to watch him play every game. So I could consider getting him back, but I think I'm going to stick with Cancelo for the time being. So like I said previously, I was doing my um, top team and my mini league team, um, which they've now become one. My mini league side is my highest uh, scoring team at the moment. So I thought I'd just chuck this one in to show you. Um, I made the full 10 teams that you're allowed to make. I don't know if everyone does that. Um, I only sort of found out about it a couple of seasons ago that that's what you could do and that's what some people do do. Um, that way you get to you get to start with quite a few teams and then if you are going for a good finish, you can kind of jump on which one's going the best. But um, this was actually, I wanted to bring, bring up this team, uh, the Chelsea train returns. Um, so this team wasn't doing very well for me at the time um, so I just decided to take a punt and just almost go full Chelsea in the end um, so yeah I had Mendy initially and I took him out for Kepa to save a bit of budget and he was obviously injured I've done Kyle Walker out injured for Chalaba and Fafana to Luis Diaz who got injured so that wasn't very good luck there um, but just by having that Chelsea sort of back four and them keeping the clean sheets that's rocketed me up quite a lot in this team. So this is now my second best team. And it's got 120 uh, points for the game week. 553 points in total. Ends up to 64k, which isn't good. But I'm just looking at it now and how much this team jumped from where it was previously. If you can, Chelsea have got really good fixtures. And if you can just get on the right team at the right time when they're having back-to-back -back clean sheets and that sort of thing, it really does jump up the... Uh, the overall ranks so I'm going to leave this one as my my Chelsea block and obviously James got injured so I'm swapping Reese James out for Thiago Silva and I'm swapping Luis Diaz for Cesar Azpilicueta and so I'm going to have you know the full Chelsea back line for the the good runner fixtures they've got so this one could could quite easily shoot up the rankings I think personally um it's 
bit questionable in other areas, but we've still got Haaland, we've got Salah, we've got Nunes, we've got De Bruyne, so I think this one's got quite a good potential, so hopefully we might be uh, seeing this as one of our top teams going forward, but yeah, I thought I'd just chuck it in there because it's uh, quite funny. The Chelsea train was actually what um, ruined my season last year, but I'm going to give it another go. So then on to the game week 10 targets. Now again, I'm going to just cover the European games and then or sorry, the European teams and then the non-European teams. Um, I still I still think at this point of the season, it might be a bit different this week because there's two, actually some Premier League sides are playing, well, all of the Premier League sides apart from Arsenal and City are going to be playing two Premier League fixtures. Um, so I still, I still think European teams are the ones that you want to target, but there are some other options outside. Um, so on to City first. These ones... You're not going to really want to take City players out, but this is something I'd consider if you're going to bring them in. Um, they're only going to play one game this week, and that's because they were going to play Liverpool away, and then they were going to play Arsenal. But the Arsenal game um, got postponed because Arsenal needed to play their PSV um, Europa League game that was initially postponed. So City have only got one game this week, and it's against Liverpool. So it's Probably not the best week if you're looking to just bring in City players. Um, you're only going to get one fixture instead of two. And Liverpool is still going to be one of the tougher fixtures you could have. So I'm going to put them in there um, just as a note. But I wouldn't really look to bring anyone in specifically for this game. Um, then Liverpool. So they've got the City at home and then they've got West Ham at home. So two home fixtures. And I mean, they're going to be pumped up after the win against Rangers. But... Personally, I'm not going to look too much into it because I do think we need to take the Rangers game with a pinch of salt, to be honest. Um, then Arsenal have got two really good games. They've got Leeds away and PSV at home. Leeds away should be winning that game, but it's, it's tougher than it sounds. Um, and then PSV at home. I think this could be the exception in the Europa League where Arsenal do field a really strong team. Um, if you win your Europa League group you play less fixtures, you almost skip around. So it's two fixtures you don't need to play, which I guess is not so good if, you're, if you've got players on Dream Team from that club. But I think Arteta's going to want to win this win this game and then seal the group, to be honest. Um, then Spurs, they've got Everton at home and then Manuel away, which is kind of two fairly tough fixtures. I mean, everyone keeps talking about Everton's defensive record. Um, being one of the best in the league at the minute but I, I do expect that they should beat Everton at home um, and then Manu away you just don't know what Manu is going to turn up for this game so I, I think it's quite an unpredictable one I think they should win that home game but the away game I'm not too sure but one thing I'd sort of be certain on is that Spurs will be pretty solid for both those games defensively um, so I'd probably look at their defensive assets a little bit then Chelsea, I think I think Chelsea have probably got the best run at the moment um, and they'd be the guys that I'd want to target in a minute. They're looking good in defence, they're scoring goals and then they've got two away games, but Villa, they're in trouble really um, and then Brentford just haven't looked like their usual selves. So I think that's probably the two best fixtures, I think, for the, uh, the European sides. And then you've got Man United facing Newcastle at home and Tottenham at home. So two home games, it's looking... Fairly good on paper, but Newcastle have been really good this season. So I think they're going to cause menu problems. And then Spurs is always going to be a tough game for United as well. So again, I'm not too sure what to expect from that one. Um, yeah, it's a bit unpredictable, but two home games. We'll see how that goes. And then West Ham, they've got a good fixture against uh, Southampton away, but then a pretty, pretty scary fixture against Liverpool away. Um, so we'll wait and see how that goes. But they are looking good and they're on a good run of form, West Ham. So it's not it's not the worst. And then just outside of Europe, you've got to take this with a pinch of salt, really. Um, I mean, the Brighton one's good. So Brighton have got Brentford away and Forest at home. So two good fixtures. But you just got to be careful with picking these. It's, it's only really going to be a punt. Um, and then you've got... It's a kind of strange one because the two guys that have got the best fixtures in the Premier League that are not European are in the worst form. So you've got Wolves who are in terrible form, but they've got a home game against Forest and a away game against Palace that do look good on paper. And then Leicester, 
they've got Palace at home and Leeds away. So they are good fixtures, but both teams are struggling down the bottom of the Premier League at the minute, um, both under quite a lot of pressure. So personally, I'd still steer clear, but I couldn't ignore it as they are good fixtures. But yeah, let's move on to the players that you can target from these games. So like I said, Man City have only got the one game um, and that's away against Liverpool. So personally, I wouldn't bring any defenders in specifically for this game week. I think that's a bit of a waste. I do think Liverpool can score against Man City. Um, they, they're going to want to score goals because they're just, they've been pretty poor. I think they're just going to go a bit gung-ho because they just know that they're not going to keep clean sheets at the moment. They're not, in my opinion, they're not going to keep Man City out. So I think the only way that Liverpool can really go for this is just to attack the fixture and just try and get try and get the goals and outscore them. That's that's how I see it going because you're just not going to shut them out. But yeah, from uh from City, I mean it's pretty obvious at the moment. If you're going to look at their attacking assets, Haaland, I assume everyone's got him, and then Foden and De Bruyne are the two that I'd pick out. Um, not been fully impressed with Mares, even though he did find a little bit of form. Um, and Grealish hasn't quite been up to it either. As I said, I've just taken Gundogan out and Bernardo Silva. He's doing well, but I think if you're gonna if you're gonna choose one specifically for this game, it's got to be one of the big hitters, which is Haaland, Foden, and De Bruyne. But like I said, one game this week, I wouldn't be too overly focused on bringing it on in. Then you've got the Liverpool game, um, or Liverpool games rather. So like I said, City at home and then West Ham at home. So I think they're going to just try and lean into what they do best at the moment, which is scoring goals. Um, whether or not they play this, uh, you know, 4-4-2 sort of style again, or it's going to play a little bit of a part in it, deciding which ones to choose. But annoyingly, I'm going to have to tip Salah to be someone that you could look at transferring in um, two home games and back off off the back of a hat trick it does pain me a little bit seeing as I took him out of uh, most of my teams last week but you can't you can't ignore him really um, but I would like to see him do it in these games before I consider bringing him back in and then you've got Darwin and Firmino are two slightly cheaper options that you can get in um, both of them are looking quite good Darwin's Darwin's the sort of stat that he's actually um He's got the same amount of goals now, I think, as um, Gabriel Jesus, which Jesus is up there as super signing. And Darwin's been a bit underwhelming, but I know just the stats don't tell the full picture. But in terms of dream team and point scoring, Darwin's still been fairly good. Um, and then Firmino, I mean, it's a punt. It's still, in my opinion, it's a punt, but he's up there as one of the top point scorers at the minute. So if he's keeping his place in the team, I think he's worth considering. But yeah, the first game against City is going to be quite hard, and West Ham are in good form as well. But two home games, you've got to, you've got to think that Liverpool can get some goals in this. But I would say I'd avoid the defenses because they look like they could concede goals against anyone at the moment. Um, obviously, Trent's out, which whether or not you think that that's a good thing defense for for the defense or not um, is questionable. But um, yeah, Gomez is probably going to be at right back. Matip's out injured to who he was for the last game. So it's Canate and uh, Virgil. And then we'll wait and see who plays at left back. But yeah, I'd say avoid the defence and you'd look at Sulla, Darwin and Firmino for me. Um, yeah, on to the Arsenal fixtures. So I think these are some really good fixtures for Arsenal. Leeds away, PSV at home. And you want to, you could look at both the attack and defence of Arsenal at the minute. Martinelli's absolutely on fire and he's still still a bargain. Um, I don't know, I didn't look at what his price has actually changed to. I'll quickly just have a look on there. So he's 3.4 million at the minute, so he's still still fairly cheap. Um, I, I'd still consider bringing him in. He was rested, um, he did get some minutes, but he was rested for the uh, midweek game. So he's going to come into that Leeds game fresh. Pretty, score, uh, pretty sure he scored... Um, either one or two against Leeds in sort of recent time last season as well. So, yeah, it's a fixture that he likes. Um, then Saka, he's been really good the last few games. And then, like I said in the um the previous one, was looking back. I think Tommy Arsenal is a good um a good option in this one. But yeah, I've tipped those three at the moment: Martinelli, Saka, and Tommy Asu. But I'd say just keep an eye on um 
for Tomiyasu, I'd just keep a, keep an eye on what happens with um, Zinchenko's fitness because obviously if he's playing left back at the minute, but if Zinchenko does come back, that's Tierney, Zinchenko and him that's possible options. But I still think Tomiyasu could come on anywhere, at either right back or left back. And he even came, I think he even played part of a, a back um, back five to see out that Liverpool game. So yeah, it's uh, I think he'll still get on and get some points. And like I said as well, I'd expect them to be really strong against PSV as well in this one, just trying to get that game won. So, yeah, I think you're pretty safe to pick any of the um, the Arsenal options at the moment. On to Spurs. I said it's, it's kind of two toughish fixtures. I don't think you can look past Son and Kane, though, because they can score against anyone. Um, and they're always by far the best point scorers from, from Spurs. I just put... Uh, Doherty could be a, a good budget option, but he is a little bit of a rotation risk. Um, they do rotate those wing backs and full backs, but I think Emerson Royale is still going to be uh, suspended. Then you've still got, um, is it Perisic and Sessegnon as the other main options? But Sessegnon played midweek, so there might be a bit of rotation there. I don't think Perisic played. I'm not 100% sure. I'll, I'll have to double check. I'm not sure whether Perisic played in the uh, Champions League game. No, Sessegnon and Emerson Royale in the Champions League. So I think Perisic is pretty pretty nailed to play that Premier League game. It's just who's going to get the other fullback um, slot in that one. And then the Chelsea, the Chelsea fixtures, which I said, I think these are the, the best ones to target at the moment. You've got um, Villa away, Brentford away. And they're looking good in defence and attack at a minute. But I'd probably tip Mounts. And Mounts in really good form at a minute. He's got, what, four assists in his last two games. Sterling's been a little bit off the boil. But I still think he's going to get plenty of chances. And he, he's still such a good um, good option for goals. And then Kepa. I, I think still, you, if you're looking for budget in your team, him as a goalkeeper option is going to free you up quite a lot of budget. And I think it's going to take a lot now for him to get sort of dislodged by Mendy. So I think he's a very good option if you're looking to save a bit of money and build um, build some budget and maybe bring in some more expensive players elsewhere. Um, Cucurella, I still think he's the favourite of um, Potter at the minute. I know Chilwell and him do keep rotating, but I'm pretty sure if Cucurella doesn't start, he is going to come on off the bench and get the points. But I do think he's the uh, number one choice at the minute, either in that sort of left centre-back role or as a, a just a orthodox left back. And then Chalobah, um, I've put him down as another option. I, I put Cucurella and Chalobah as well because you have got Thiago Silva, you have got Azpilicueta um, and Koulibaly, but I think Cucurella and Chalobah are quite cheaper options to get in this Chelsea defence. And I think they're just as much likely to play in, in these games. Azpilicueta might be a bit more likely now that James is out, but Thiago Silva, he's scoring loads of points, he's getting star man awards quite regularly but he is ancient and he's sort of plays one game a week now I think um, and the same it just seems like the there's there's not really any benefit of having the more expensive defenders in my opinion they've still got just as much chance as keeping a clean sheet so I'm saying Kukurena and Chalabar are quite good options and then if you're looking for someone quite quite punty and someone quite cheap to get in your side I, I do still like Jorginho as an option um, he scored the penalty um, in midweek, and that, I think that's a big, a big plus for him. Um, I think he was about two point six, but that was before the price increase. I think, um, but I think with Sterling in your team and some of the attacking assets, like they're gonna win penalties quite regularly. Um, they're quite an attacking side, so having Jorginho, he gets the seven ratings, and he and he does score the odd pen as well. I know he's a bit more of a deeper player, but He's there as an option as a punt. If you're looking for someone like quite cheap, it's a good thing to have penalties as well on your side. So yeah, I'm gonna just chuck him in there as a punt. If you if you're looking for someone around that sort of price, he could be a good option to get in. Then from Man United, um, obviously they've got Newcastle at home and Tottenham at home. I'm not too too keen on these players at the minute, but I still think Anthony's um, proving quite good value. Um, and then you've got Rashford and Ronaldo up front, obviously with Martial out. I think um, Ronaldo will be taking quite a lot of the minutes up front. Um, but these are still two tough fixtures and Newcastle's defence has been pretty solid. And as well, Conte's, Conte's got Spurs um, quite defensively sound as well. So 
Um, it's going to be a tough one, but um, I'm quite liking Anthony in terms of value in this um, in this sort of uh, run of games for Man United. And he seems to score pretty well on who scored. But yeah, um, I think Rashford and Ronaldo both could be a bit too punty for my liking, to be honest, even though uh, Ronaldo has historically been a great goal scorer. I just... I just don't think um, I'll want to bring him in at the expense of, uh, you know, Haaland, Kane or um, one of the other premiums. And then when you look at West Ham, they've got Southampton away and Liverpool away. I'd say Bowen is by far their their best um, asset at the minute and I'd be tipping to bring him in um, above anyone else really from West Ham. Um, Liverpool game is going to be hard away, but like we've said before, they, they are conceding goals. So, Bowen's got a chance in that one. And I think Skamaka as well is, is another good option. He's not playing as much in Europe anymore because he is now just their Premier League striker now. So I think um, either of those options are quite good. But Bowen, in my opinion, is the best option from West Ham. Then looking outside of um, European teams, you've got Brighton, you've got Brentford away and Forest at home. Uh, I still I probably wouldn't look at these teams personally. But if you were going to go for a Brighton option, I think it's either Trossard um, you've got Gross or McAllister. McAllister, I think, is on penalties. Or from the defence, you've got Dunk, who I think was under £2 million previously um, before the price update. So he could be a, a good option if you really are scraping the barrel for a cheap option. Now, I've put Wolves down here. Um, I'm kind of regretting even putting them in the list. They've got um, Forest at home and Palace away. Great fixtures, typically, but they've just been so poor. So I'm not even going to tip any players from these. Um, and then Leicester, they've got Palace at home and Leeds away. Um, the only person I'd really look at from Leicester at the minute is Madison, um, but he is a suspension risk because he's on uh, four yellow cards at the moment. You could look at Dakar, but I'd probably end it there on just, just uh, Madison as an option from Leicester. So that wraps up episode four of the Dream Team Professor podcast. Um, good luck in game week 10. Um, if you like the video, please like and subscribe. You'll get um, more regular updates on, on Dream Team and some, hopefully some tips you can take away. And I just wanted to say as well, um, please feel free to drop us a comment below if there's um, any any feedback you have. Obviously, I've only just got started, but if there's anything you wanted to include in the podcast going forward or any different types of videos you'd like, I'd be happy to hear it and uh, take the feedback on board. Um, yeah, thanks for watching and good luck in game week 10. Sports Social Podcast Network.